conversation so far has been dominated, I'm saying in our society, by did or did not someone cross the line. But yeah. we haven't sat down to discuss where the line is at and who's moved it. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that attempts to break down cultural assumptions and then view those from a biblical lens. I'm Josh Phillips, joined here by Shane Skirvin. Shane, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Do you? All right, good, good. Well, this is our first episode. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm pretty excited about this. We've been talking about this for a long time. Absolutely. Talk about the possibility of doing one of these. We're finally doing it. We're finally sitting down. We're hitting the record button. Uh, I thought I'd mention real quick, before we get started on our topic today, I'd like to mention that um, being our first episode, and no one's ever listened to us before, obviously, that any kind of comments you want to bring to us, comments and critiques, critiques are very welcome. You can reach us on Twitter at Switching Lenses with any kind of critiques, anything you disagree with us. Your disagreement is welcome. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our topic for today, which we've titled this episode, Who Are We Looking For? Now, this all came from a thought that I had uh, a few months ago. Uh, This happened to be during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. And now, just to to go ahead and bring put this out there, we're not today, we're not going to talk about who's lying, who's telling the truth, right, Shane? That's not the point today. That's not the point. Um. But I, w- I was watching that, and I-, I couldn't help but notice there was there were so many people. Um, it-, it was a very, very, very polarizing issue, and uh, there was. And I'm not taking sides on this at all. But there was uh, there was a lot of people who who thought if the accusations were true, were very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They were really trying to. They're really. Angry at him and stakes wanted, were very high and wanted very strong consequences yeah. and, and and honestly rightfully so if if it was true then yes there should be consequences but that, but again but that's not the point though but I just I, when I was saw so many people's reactions to this it really got me thinking and I was thinking like well you know there's a lot of people in in history politicians with celebrities sports stars whomever um, that there's been a a lot of accusations towards those people and really the public thought a lot of times is very, very, it's very vicious and they're really, uh, the public tends to attack people and really discredit them. And even to the point, and this is what I started thinking about was people are saying, if you, if you, if you do something that's so terrible or sometimes not even so terrible that you're now disqualified from your, your job, your position or whatever it is that you hold. Yeah, yeah, like a loss of career, even if you haven't done anything criminally wrong. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I just got thinking. that Now, of course, there are some things that people have done that, yes, these were grotesque crimes. These were clearly illegal. And, yes, you you are no longer qualified for that job. However, there's a lot of accusations been made about people that really I I wouldn't say were, were terrible. But for some reason, we seem to really like criticizing people. We really seem to like to hold this this real this harsh judgment towards people, and in the process, take something away from them. Yeah, yeah. when you and, say yeah, and you know what is, is also true is um, the exact accusations alone can destroy someone because then they're forced in the public arena to try to defend themselves, and if they can't articulate a defense good enough, the accusations will stick. Yeah. So it's even even the um, idea in the court of public opinion 
uh, you can be uh, dragged through the mud and not really be able to to mount an adequate defense. Yeah, you know, so the, it's it's a serious issue. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and this happens a lot. It's not, you know, I know, I know it's easy to talk about politicians because politicians are so they're man they are they are prime for targeting and like I said, often rightfully so sometimes. But uh, there's other avenues too. Um, one we wanted, I wanted to bring up was, for instance, and we'll go on a complete opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, as a pastor, for instance, we see a pastor of a church. I mean, I've have spoken with people who have seen a pastor or their pastor do something very minimal. I would say, yelling at somebody at traffic, um, maybe finding out they didn't tip their server or something like that, and all of a sudden that pastor is discredited. They should. Why? Why are they pastoring a church? How do they call themselves a leader like that? And it's like, wow, that's that's pretty intense. That's quite the judgment there. I mean, based on one one kind of thing, and that's what I'm talking about. There seems to be this culture, and in, in, at least in America, I'd say, where we're just we have these really harsh judgments on people for for acts that they've done. I mean, again, these are a varying acts. Some very minimal. Some. Some significance and some very serious, and of course, those very serious ones we should definitely have severe consequences. Uh, one, one I thought of. Sorry to cut you off there, Shane. Uh, I know in the uh, Republican primaries with uh, Marco Rubio, I remember he got accused. Uh, well, actually, he wasn't accused. His wife had several. I think it was uh, several parking tickets or unpaid parking tickets, something to that effect. It wasn't even him. It was his wife, and that was brought up to be used against him in some way. And my first thought is like, does that have anything to do with him becoming president? And I, and I even I even think the critics, the people that brought that up, would probably say, no, that doesn't have anything to do with him if his of him being fit for the presidency. But then I'm saying, well, then why is it getting brought up then? Why was that an issue? Why did I get why why are you looking to attack somebody on something so ridiculous? It's not even him. It's his wife for crying out loud. Well, also too is is there's a great deal of information and so much more of our lives are recorded. There's a lot more that can be brought to bear. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so things in the past that uh, could have laid uh, covered, everything's brought to the surface, right? Yeah. And actually, a real common thing that's happening now, and we didn't talk about this uh, before, the, as we were prepping for the show here, is uh, being kind of the baseball fan that I am. Um, I can think of one, uh, Josh Hader, for instance, and there's been other ones too. That it's, it's really funny how it all works, but. Um, Athletes like this have, in the past, in their younger days, uh, as teenagers, made certain types of tweets. And, you know, as teenagers, you know, say, say and do a lot of dumb stuff as a teenager, which we might get into a little bit later today. But uh, he, he, he had tweeted something, and all of a sudden, like, it gets, right as he has this great season, this breakout season, uh, it suddenly makes itself uh, come to light and up to the surface there, and and uh, all of a sudden, he's getting railed about this, and so it's just funny how how. Go ahead. Did it come to the surface, or is his past combed to find something? Well, yeah, that's good. That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, I, I'm not real sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, so that's kind of how we want to set this up today. Is this is kind of our our setup for where we're going? Is so many people in the, in the public light, and this, and I know we brought up political people, we brought sports. Um, this pastors, could be, you've said pastors. pastors. It really could just be any kind of like leader or authority figure. Um, this could be you know police officers, teachers, whomever, whoever fits some some kind of a public 
light of some sort. Um, there is a standard we seem to hold them to, and I think we could, it's safe to say that there are certain standards that if they're crossed, they are criticized to some degree, possibly even to the point of you are unfit now to hold this position based on something you did or you said or something like that. Would you agree with that, Shane? Oh, yeah, and definitely fall short of criminal activity, right? Where yeah. the, the standard has now shifted is what we're talking about. It's, it's become much higher. Where in the past, it seems like a criminal uh, activity seemed to be kind of that drawing line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where, where we've noticed just in the course of, uh, uh, of recent times that there seems to be uh, a shifting that's happening in our society. Well, Shane, that's actually a really good point that you're making. A nice little transition uh, to get to my, our first question that we really want to ask right here. And the first question is this. Do we hold these types of people to an impossible standard? Uh, we, you know, are, do we, are we so quick to judge these people? And are they, are they allowed to make any kind of mistake before we just rip their heads off, essentially? Yeah, I, in my opinion, absolutely we're holding them to an impossible standard. By every definition, historically, culturally... Uh, to be human is to make mistakes. Part of the human condition is human fallibility, that there is, in every area that we can, we are going to make a mistake. I just struggle to see we're raising the standard that is going to break us sooner or later. It might be later and we push the the line down the road, but this standard that we're raising right now, it's going to come back on us. Yeah. And of course, too, I mean, I know you're saying, too, there are certain mistakes that consequences must, must come. Yes. Criminal. However, criminal, yes, legal, yes. So, but even thing, even mistakes that wouldn't fall into that category, we're still just as ruthless. It seems like, yeah. And in the, the court of public opinion, it, it'll be a profound loss of you know a person prepares for a career, uh, they go through qualifications, get a degree, and then they suddenly face the loss of all that. Right, right, right. I mean, right. that's as, that's as, that's as serious almost as a criminal offense. Right, right, right? yeah. Now, see, I, I think if you were to ask a person about this, you know, is there an impossible standard? With their mouth, they're going to say no. But I think their actions might, for some, some people's actions might prove differently. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I, I think the, the, the higher we raise the standard, what we're going to do is turn all, the temptation is going to turn us all into hypocrites and liars. All right. of us are going to be trying to cover up from this standard that we're raising up so high. Right, right. Okay, so, which gets to my next question I want to ask here is... If we're not holding people to an impossible standard, then where is that line? Where, where, whenever somebody messes up, um, <clears throat> and of course this would be relative, I'm sure, to who they are, the position they hold, what consequences are at stake right here, what's, what all is at stake here. Um, how do we determine where this line is? Where, so we can have, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, judgment towards somebody. How, how do we determine the line? Well, you know what, and I think that's great because the the conversation so far has been dominated, I'm saying in our society, by did or did not someone cross a line. But yeah. we haven't sat down to discuss where the line is at and who's moved it. You know, so I, I think that there should be some sort of dialogue on who is raising this up so high and what are we basing this on, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, if we're going to be honest, we know that bias does play a part in this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're definitely, <laughs> it's a lot easier to be harsher on somebody that you disagree with. Probably. If we're, if we're going to be honest, yeah. Right? It's, it's easy to be harsh on somebody. I, I'm not saying just us, too. I mean, I mean it's, if you get on social media long enough, you can figure that out pretty quick. 
yeah. that people are very quick to criticize somebody they disagree with and slow to criticize somebody they support. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah the, the, the chance for hypocrisy is really, really high with something like that. Yeah, because we, as humans, that's one of the definitions of humans is that we cannot live up to an impossible high standard. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And even too, though, like, I know I'm asking the question, where's the line at? I mean, obviously, there's no um, fixed black and white line. You know, there's no book out there to determine, you know, who, what kind of person you are and what you did to determine what the consequences should be. Not necessarily, but, <laughs> but, uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, uh, to treat, treat these individual situations really and say like, well, they did this, therefore this should be the natural consequence for that. It's kind of tough when you, when you think, I mean. Yeah. There's not even a dialogue really on what the consequences should be. Yeah, in, yeah. In the in when when we're dealing with these things in in the public sphere, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, and just with with social networking, social media, with the media itself, so much more evidence is brought to bear for our, our individual lives, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. hearing the story, of true a, or false. Yeah, we, we don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, I remember hearing the story of a presidential candidate, and he had a plant in the crowd that brought up a good story about him uh, at every train stop. Oh, obviously look at that, my surprise face. Yeah, well, obviously that wouldn't work now. Yeah. <laughs> so it has, it has changed as far as uh, what you can, quote unquote, get away with. Yeah, for but sure. But human nature hasn't sure. changed. That's our point, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We haven't changed ever. Yeah. Ever. We've always... But the technology has changed. Yeah, yeah. And that, does, that's, that really is an interesting added dimension to it all, for sure. Uh, a lot of things that were easier to keep in the shadows are brought to light a lot easier today. Yeah, everyone has, it's so much easier for an individual to have a permanent public record of their statements. Right, right. So, uh, okay, so we're establishing that, like you said, people make mistakes, right? Yes. We yeah. all do. Yes, We absolutely. all do. Yet, I mean, we, I think, and I think everybody would acknowledge that. I know everybody with their lips will say, I'm not perfect. Right? Yeah. yeah. Most people. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> you got those, those rare, rare exceptions. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the vast, vast majority of people would say, yeah, I'm not perfect. But it's funny, though. We say that with our lips, but our actions so often are so different. They seem- well, it's fun, to, it's fun to tear people down, right? Especially if, you, if they're a celebrity because you think they already are living high on the hog. Right. So it's kind of fun to tear people down, right? Yeah, yeah. and satisfy your own insecurities. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But to me, it's just interesting. Like I said, we can we can say with our lips that no one's perfect, but at the same time, we we hold that standard for ourselves, but we do not hold that standard for other people, right? Yeah. So what we say, we should offer that to other people. What we enjoy, exactly, exactly. And and I think for myself, you know, um, I mean, I've never run for political office or anything where my past would have to be dug up. But I, I can say with you know, with honesty. I've said a lot of dumb, especially when I was a teenager. My goodness, said and did. I need a lot to look back at your Twitter dumb, feed. Oh, I, yeah, I am my Twitter. Yeah, about you know, wait about twenty years for that for Twitter to be a thing. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I said and did a bunch of dumb things, and haven't we all? Yeah, there, and there was yeah, there was really no social networking back then to document any of that stuff, and it just kind of think like, you know, what would. would if there was some way to capture those conversations I had as a stupid teenager and, or I don't, whatever, you know, whatever or a video a security camera that caught something stupid I did or something like that. Like 
you know, would that be used against me in some way? We, 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 we could all fit that bill. We've all messed up, right? Well, but we're pretending we're not, right? Because we're enjoying, uh, if it's someone, it's exactly what he said, desire plays a role in this. Because if we want to uh, use that against someone else, mm-hmm. we want to enjoy the benefit of that. Yeah. So it kind of it, it kind of relies on the idea of all of us being a little more honest, right? Yeah. That's I remember that idea with negative campaigning in political campaigns is the idea if one candidate went negative, would another one go negative? But if they both had dirt, they they had a truce, an unofficial truce, they weren't going to go negative. <laughs> yeah. Either one, because yeah. they both had enough dirt on each other, they could mutually destroy each other, right? <laughs> and what what is that strategy called? Mutual uh, destruction, I, I, I believe. Uh, between the Soviet Union and America during the Cold War, it was called MAD, right? Mutually Assured Destruction. That's <laughs> That was actually the name of the phrase. Hmm. Quite a concept, man. I like, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. So, okay, so we've established that we all make mistakes. We're all guilty of that for sure. Yet, we seem to not hold that same standard we hold for ourselves for other people. Right, we're we're quick we're quick to criticize others, but slow to criticize ourselves. And so, like, so what do we do with that? You know, like, how, how does that play out? Which kind of brings brings us to our final question here, which is kind of what we're getting at here, I think. And that is is the idea of forgiveness. This is something you know, r- regardless of what you believe, regardless of what you believe, this is something we're all seeking. This is one of maybe something we get to in a future pro- podcast. But there are certain Basic things that regardless of what you believe, you're, you're looking for answers for, like, for instance, love. Forgiveness would be another one. Um, justice. You know, regardless of what you believe, you, 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 you well, need answers for that. And forgiveness is a big one. Well, and, and I think you're making a great point. What, what you're saying is just logically, just reasonably, if you look at uh, uh, culture, if you look at history, if you look with any any distance and in any person that's lived long enough, humans need forgiveness like we need oxygen. It's one of our basic <laughs> yep. foundational needs. Yeah. Yeah. There is no use in raising a standard if you don't talk about forgiveness in context. Yeah. How many times have we gone to somebody, we've wronged someone? Do we do we just say, you know what, I messed up? Sorry, I'll never talk to you again. Um, I will continually pay a debt to you. Uh, here's, I don't know, money, here's property, here's materials of some kind. You know, nobody does that. What do we always say? I'm sorry. And in deep down inside, we may not say it, but we think, man, I hope they can cut me some slack this one time. I'm hoping they can show mercy on me and not make me pay full price for the wrong that I did to you. When you agree, like, I mean, I think almost regard there's, there's special cases, there's exceptions, but I think for the vast majority of people, when they make a mistake, especially towards, you know, towards another person, you know, we, they go into that hoping that this person can show some type of mercy on them, show, have some kind of compassion and understanding, and, and, and in the end, offer some sort of forgiveness on some level. So forgiveness always costs something. So even if it doesn't, even if it's not you're absorbing the cost of a debt, you're absorbing the cost of that person's infraction. Right. That forgiveness always involves mercy, right? Right. Always involves covering of, a, of some form of debt. Right. For yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So the question I have is, is when people make a mistake, now this, now this, now we're bringing this within the context of public figures. That's where we started this, but this could easily be applied to just 
everyday people in our lives, for instance, is where does forgiveness and repentance work into this? So when people say, I'm sorry for what I did, I made a mistake, I'm acknowledging that I made a mistake, and I'm going to add this on there, and I'm going to, and I'm going to try really hard not to do this again. I'm going to try, I know I wronged you in this way, I'm going to try really hard not to do that anymore. How, where, how does that work its way into character evaluations? Because it seems to be pretty absent in my, in my view. I think, like I said, and again, I know I keep saying this, but I, I know people we tend to disagree with, that we are very slow to forgive somebody that we disagree with. And, and probably more likely to forgive people. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I would say people they are closer to us. Maybe Sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's not true. There's a thin line between love and hate, as they say. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going too far with that one. But whenever somebody makes a mistake, where does forgiveness come in? Yeah, it has to be part of any anytime you're talking about a standard. Forgiveness has to be part of the dialogue. Otherwise, uh, I mean, the, to be humans, we will be crushed by any standard that's high enough. So there has to be a conversation about what forgiveness and forgiveness has to be. If the standard is, is everyone is equal before the standard, mm-hmm. everyone's going to have to be equal before the forgiveness too, right? Mm-hmm. If the standard's for everyone, then the forgiveness has to be for everyone. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that forgiveness is an easy thing. Please. No. So, hear, so hear me on this one. I'm not saying that it's easy. But, but it's I, necessary. But it's necessary, yes. I think it's very necessary. You know, I, I saw a really cool story. Uh, somebody posted on social media one time. And I, I was just, and this is kind of my point in, in a lot of this, is I think we are so, whenever we see a great story of forgiveness, I think a lot of us are like, wow, that's cool. Wow, I, I would, if we're really honest, some of us might say, man, I, I hope that I could be that way when someone wronged me. I'm not sure if I could, but I really hope. I saw a story about this guy, and I care if this was local here or not. I'm not sure. But the guy has had a son, and his son was being bullied by another classmate. And I know both of us having kids, that would be extremely tough to deal with. I mean, Absolutely. because it's, there's a little something you can do about it, but you can't do everything for your mm-hmm. kid. You can't, you can't be there when it happens all the time. Yeah. And so it's, it's a really, really tough situation because you don't have that full control over it. Well, this was really cool what this guy did. Um, Rather than, you know, launch some sort of an attack on, I, I think, I'm assuming this has happened at school. I'm, I'm assuming that. I don't know if that's true, but I think it happened at school. So rather than launching an attack on the school, um, you know, doing something, saying or doing something terrible to the parents of this kid, what he did, he, he befriended the kid. He invited Whoa. the bully to his house. There's video of them. Uh, they're throwing the football. He's throwing the football with his son and the bully. And what was really cool about this story, I think kind of warmed everybody's heart, so to speak, was the boy, I guess, once his defenses were kind of broken down by love, the love this guy was showing for for the bully, he kind of admitted and kind of confessed to like, yeah, the reasons why he did it, kind of sort of the insecurity he had and um, sort of his own kind of problems within himself, which is why he did that. And... You know, here they are. They're the other. I, I don't know how, how good of friends are they with this boy. I couldn't say. I don't know them. I just saw, uh, I was watching a little news story on it. But um, I think it's safe to say there, there's some degree of restoration there. 
and that and that relationship between the boy, the bully, and even the dad there. And I, I mean, you know, you watch that and you think, man, what a cool story! Wow, I cannot. How many of us could do that? How can us could befriend the one that hurts our own? Like that would be incredibly difficult to do. But we look at that with so much admiration. Yeah, absolutely. and we think, wow, I hope I could be that. So I, I think forgiveness really is this thing that we we deep down we aspire. We, we hope that people could show forgiveness to us. I think even, even we hope that we are capable of showing forgiveness. Obviously not in the heat of the moment we think that. In the heat of the moment, it tends to be a little different situation, unfortunately. But that is something we aspire to, I think. And I think it's something we need to bring into when we're, when we're having these, judge, these judgments of, of people. When people are making mistakes, we have to keep that in mind. We have to recognize that we make mistakes. We've always made some mistakes. We will continue to make mistakes. And we don't want to invite that kind of hypocrisy into our lives where we're holding other people to a certain standard that we can't hold to ourselves. I think we constantly have to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, forgiveness is brilliant. Um, I think of Abraham Lincoln uh, in the book, A Team of Rivals. Um, that was one of his hallmarks was his ability to forgive uh, rivals, like we're talking about in a political campaign, bringing up negative right, things about right. each other. Um, his ability to forgive and then transcend that, to bring that person in, in his cabinet, in his administration, it was filled with men who had ran against him. And that they said, why would you bring these people so close to you? And he said, they were the best person for the job. Huh. So he literally put himself at the head of the most talented uh, men of his uh, generation so that he could do the great work that he needed to do, right? Preserving oh, our yeah, country. Yeah. But, but the key to that was actual forgiveness, personal forgiveness. Some of these men had personally insulted him in front of uh, packed rooms. And, uh-huh. I, and I think a greatness, uh, it, to me, there's such a brilliance to forgiveness. Uh, it, it allows you to transgress that, um, like you said, that damage or that, mm-hmm. that fault, that debt, and and actually get on the other side of it. But I, what I think a lot of people don't realize is, like just like you said with that story about the uh, bullies, there can be something great pulled out of a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. But the door yeah. that that greatness goes through is is forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think this is kind of my, my final thought on this. Um, I was I was thinking about all these times in history. <laughs> I say history. It makes it sound. Like I'm referencing all the history books, but just in the past. That's maybe, that sounds pretty dramatic. Yeah, I like it was a little dramatic. Maybe I was just trying to spice things up here a little bit. Uh, yeah, I just think it's in the past, a lot of events that have occurred. Um, it seems that, to go back to what we were saying, there, we seem to have this like impossible standard for people. We're so quick to judge and criticize people when they make a mistake. I couldn't help but think this. I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? Especially people at the highest levels. Again, like to, to reference the... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh situation. Um, that's a Supreme Court justice. That's a very, very prestigious and important position. Oh, an appointment for life. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, we're not even talking a four-year term yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very, very big deal. So um, I found it really interesting that people of, of, of that type of, with, with that much on the line of the, the position that they're uh, seeking, I found it real interesting. Man, we certainly have an incredibly hard standard we put on them. And I couldn't help but think, isn't that funny? That we're looking for this person. If we want to get down to the really get down to it, aren't we kind of looking for this person that hasn't made any mistakes? A perfect person? A perfect person. Somebody that we're looking at and saying, we can't dig up any dirt on this person. We can't find anything that the only way they're gonna be qualified 
is if we can find no dirt on this person who hasn't made any kind of mistake, um, because if we find one mistake, we're going to crucify them and bring them and bring them down. We're going to, we're, we're going to be calling for the ax on them. So, I mean, that, I mean, subconsciously, right? Like, yeah. I don't think any of us have, we're just looking for a perfect leader. We are, we are. And I, I couldn't help but notice. I was like, wow, isn't that interesting that we're, we're looking for that person that doesn't make any mistakes to, for, to for somebody to look up to, to take serve. the reins. Yeah. And I'll make a mistake. I was like, you know what? I can't help but think of one person, <laughs> one, one being uh, in the person of Jesus Christ that was blameless before, before I mean, and made no mistakes. Was had you, there were no charges that could be held against him. And I just find that so interesting that in our culture, that's continually, I think it's safe to say, becoming more of a, you know, is it safe to say godless culture? Is that is that going too far? Uh, no, yeah, I no, no, I don't. I, 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 don't I, I mean, I I definitely think that that there's an undercurrent that's. Uh, I think everyone would say there's a lot of chaos right now. Yeah. There's a lot of unincurred of chaoticness. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just I found that really interesting. I was like, man, you know, to say here, who are we looking for? As we title, I titled the episode, who are we looking for? So we seem to be wanting this perfect person deep down whenever these certain situations come across. And I just, I just, I found that really interesting. Uh, everyone, if, everyone is looking for, um, we were requiring it from. I, I think that's one thing you point out really well that it's across uh, both political parties, right? Right. Across everywhere, uh, every sphere of of the public life. Yeah. Everyone's like, whether it's a celebrity or a general or um, in the corporate world or the political world, across all spheres, where there, the everyone is demanding that leadership be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Or or as close to it as. As as possible, right? Yeah, and it's it, it's I, I know I just found that really odd, and it, yeah. and and to to continue on with this, it, only in in the person of Jesus Christ do we find forgiveness from all of our wrongs, from all of our wrongdoing, and only one person ever claimed to be perfect, right? That's true. That's true. I don't think anyone that has ever found in any worldview or religion has ever made a claim to human perfectness, except for Christ, right? Yeah. Well, there, I, I've heard I've heard some actually. Oh, have you? Yeah, um, a major major worldview or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard. Um, oh, I'm going to go rabbit trail big time here, but um, yeah, I know my interest is petite. I'd like to know what. Yeah, there. Uh, um, let's see. There are some, some within uh, some some Muslim sects that that would say there's. I don't know. If, I can't remember if they were imams or who they were. They would say that they were they're without sin. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. That. I'm not, I can't remember which. I was just thinking of Muhammad. So I, I didn't. Did he? No, I'm not sure. I'm no, not I don't sure. think he ever laid a claim to perfection. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. No. Yeah, but I, I've heard that from. Um, I believe it was Abdu Murray. I believe was talking about that. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Who, but I had heard that somewhere. Yeah, a branch of Islam yeah. claiming. I feel perfection. like I've heard another. There was someone else too that said. Uh, they're without. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, there, there's definitely Christian. Should have done sex. better. Well, there's show prep. Definitely, <laughs> there's definitely been Christian sex and and um, uh, cults that have have. Yeah, that's where my idea. mind was at. Yeah, I, but yeah. I couldn't name it specifically, so I couldn't remember. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I have a hunch, uh, but I'm not going to bring it up because it's just a hunch. <laughs> there's definitely an undercurrent, but but by and large, I mean uh, it's an acknowledged fact that uh, that humans aren't perfect. I mean, it's a very rare claim we could say, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And so it's interesting, you know, we, we talk about, as I had this sort of revelation, so to speak, of like, wow, isn't it funny? We're looking for somebody perfect. And in that one who is perfect, Jesus Christ, that is where we find forgiveness. And that's what we're talking about. We're all looking for. We're all looking for forgiveness. At least forgiveness shown to us, at least. I know it's a little tougher giving it out, but I, I, I just thought that was an interesting way to tie the bow well, no, because, discussion. yeah, and, and it's not just, I mean, I think that's a great point, but we're also looking to, all of us know to maintain any kind of friendship with friends or family, that forgiveness is literally the oil that, that dampens friction between yeah. people. So all of us know that we, that, that for, uh, to have a great community that we have to have forgiveness working, right? Right. Any community is going to be broken by lack of forgiveness. Right. Something just like any marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Something we all desperately need. Yes. Uh, without forgiveness, my goodness, what kind of world are we going to live in yeah. if we can't forgive people right here? So, well, Shane, yeah. I think that's going to wrap us up here for episode number one. Uh, had a good time doing this. I'm glad we finally got to yeah, yeah, finally got absolutely. to do this. I think I think we had a very a very good discussion about this. And again, uh, your critiques are welcome. Those of you that would disagree with something we said, uh, again, like I said earlier in the show, you can find us on Twitter at switching the lenses and that's going to wrap us up today okay great thanks for uh, having me here yeah shane thanks for doing this and we'll see you guys next time